Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au. Philippians 2, verse 5 to 18. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Good morning. I wonder if you've noticed this too. I think our world knows something about humility, or at least it claims to. Uh, There's lots of advice and instruction about humility out there. And I've got a couple of quotes from uh, either either a Christian source or from somewhere else, and you get to participate in this bit. Um, I'm going to read them out, and you can put up your hand for which you think it's from. So here we go. First one, humility is an expression of one's love, compassion, and friendship towards others, and it is not a sign of weakness or any other failing. Now, is this from christianlifewisdom.com or from hindustantimes.com? ChristianLifeWisdom.com, hands up. HindustanTimes.com, it is from. Next one, just dial it in. Um, (laughs) And the slaves of God are those who walk on the earth in humility and calmness. And when the foolish address them, they reply back with mild words of gentleness. Do you think this is from the Bible? from the Quran. Hands up for the Bible. Hands up for the Quran. It is from the Quran, 25 verse 63. Next one, meditating on God's name to live a life of decency and humility. 
Is this one of the central pillars of Sikhism or a line from the Book of Psalms? Pillar of Sikhism? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, meditating on God's name to live a life of decency and humility. One of the central pillars of Sikhism or a line from the Psalms? You're getting good. This is Nam Japna, one of the pillars of Sikhism. And the last one, just fun. Um, humility is actually a strength. Is this something from the book of Proverbs in the Bible or from managementconsultant.com? <laughs> you got the laughter, you all got that one right as well. And it's, it's a bit of fun and it's a bit tricky when they're a bit ambiguous and they're out of context. But I hope to help you see that our world, at least some people, know something about humility. And it might be a false humility to get ahead in some way, but they're thinking about humility and they're onto something in the way that God has designed and desires for us to live. I don't know about you, but I find humility really hard. Maybe I can fake it well on the outside, but in my heart and mind, naturally, I'm not a truly humble person. And in today's passage, we're going to see something of what God has to say about true humility, the truly humble one, and how we are to live in light of this as his people. Um, so the main, uh, the three main points for today is that Jesus is the truly humble one. Those in Christ are to live lives of humility after his own heart, so that together in unity we shine like stars for the world to see for the glory of God. So keep your Bibles open. We start in verse 5, and this is one section of what has been written to the church in Philippi. Paul has such affection for them and really wants to encourage them to live out the life that is theirs in Christ. And just before our passage, there's a few verses that say uh, what they're to do. Philippians uh, 2 verse 1 to 4 says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, of one mind, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. But in case that wasn't compelling enough, Paul gives an even bigger and better reason. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus goes deeper than surface action. It's to have the one mind and an attitude shaped to that of Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Perhaps some of us aren't as shocked or amazed by this as we ought to be. I think we're familiar with our humble servant, sacrificial Jesus. We're familiar with his humble birth in a manger and we're familiar with his death on a cross. Well, let's take a moment to bask in it to really take in this beautiful, quite poetic proclamation about Jesus. 
some big things happening in these few verses. Did you notice? If we want to know what God is like, look at Jesus because he is God. (laughs) I wonder what God looks like in your mind. This God, our God, um, doesn't dominate over us or exploit us because we are tiny humans. Jesus had every right to think more highly of himself. He's God. (laughs) But instead, he humbled himself. Mindset is that he didn't think that his place of being God should be used to exploit and to dominate, greedy for praise and glory, used for his own selfish ambition. Jesus never intimidated or acted in exploitative ways. He wasn't prideful. His attitude was also not just false, fake, external humility, but all the way to the point where he gave his life for us. And it's not that he thought so little of himself, that he thought his life didn't matter, that he was a nobody. He knew who he was. He was secure in his identity. But he thought of us and he loved us and in obedience to the Father gave his life for us. Has he captured your attention and your heart? Is Jesus beautiful and compelling to you? Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 29, I am gentle and humble in heart. That is his character, the nature of his heart. It doesn't say he's angry and disgusted, that he's righteously proud and tolerant in heart. He is gentle and humble in heart. And what does God do for the truly obedient, humble one? What's there in verse 9, isn't it? Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess, acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Father responds to Jesus' humility and obedience by exalting him. It's backwards, isn't it? It's a wonderful trajectory from suffering to glory, from humility to exaltation. All through the Bible, God exalts the humble and opposes the proud. Maybe this isn't the way you pictured Jesus before. Maybe it's a reminder. I hope these verses are comfort and encouragement to you as you see who he truly is, the truly humble one. And it's this heart, this attitude, this mindset that we are to have in Christ Jesus. But before we go there, I want to address that. I think some of us or maybe people in your churches that you minister to have picked up an idea of humility that means that you live as though your life is nothing or you think so little of yourself, you think you don't matter. If this is you or you've ever felt like that, If humility in your mind seems like an invitation into invisibility or shrinking into silence or partnering with passivity, I challenge you and I plead with you to look again, to see Jesus' example and to hear the invitation differently. Humility doesn't mean lacks value. Living a life of obedience to God will lead to humility and humility is having a posture that is other person focused. Humility celebrates the other person, 
not by making yourself less or putting yourself down, but by raising them up. Know who you are as a child of God, but don't think that you're better than others because of it. Think more highly of other people. So Jesus is the truly humble one. And point two, those in Christ are to live lives of humility after his own heart. So with this example of Christ firmly planted in our minds, Paul continues, because you have this example of Christ, because he is the one you follow and you are united to, continue on. He's encouraging what you've already been doing. Keep doing it. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's not to earn or to work for um, what you might achieve, that you might achieve your salvation. That's through faith in Jesus. Our salvation is secure. So it can't mean that you work for it. Instead, the encouragement from Paul is to live it out, to grow in Christ, to go to the end, and not just individually, but together, you have to live this out. There's no option for passivity, to sit back and relax. It's going to take work from everyone together. And this to you feels a little daunting. It feels like a big task. Maybe you feel exhausted just thinking about it. Paul gets it. I get it. And most importantly, God gets it. We are to do this in fear and trembling with our right reverence to God and often in weakness. And we can do it because he doesn't leave us alone in it. He says in verse 13 that God is at work in you to will and to act in, in order to fulfill his good purpose. I'm so relieved when I hear this verse because I can't do it on my own and we're not asked to and God is working in us to align our will, to guide our actions so we can live it out. In some parts of the Bible, it's more difficult to find what we're meant to do or to draw out some kind of application. Well, this one's really clear. Do everything without complaining or arguing. I've got a confession for you. Every time I read this verse, I just want to skim over it. It seems really childish to me. Children complain and argue, not adults. That's not true. Um, I think I am brought back to a time when I was taught this verse as a child. Uh, we did memory verses in my household growing up, and I bet my mum just loved this one. <laughs> <laughs> and for a time, my mum banned the word boring in our house in, a, in an effort to get us not to complain. We weren't allowed to say it. And my younger brother and I, we just made up word for it um, but to me doing things without complaining or arguing just looks like doing things in seething silence <laughs> silently the dishes without complaining or arguing um, and I, I technically wasn't complaining or arguing I wonder if you can relate <laughs> but a silent seething heart and mind that's proud really misses the point <laughs> think this is why he gives the instruction after. He knows that we need hearts and minds that are transformed. We can struggle to an extent to control what leaves our lips, but our hearts and minds, the core of our being, needs a deeper transformation. We must be grounded in Christ, united with him in the truly humble. We need the help of God. Paul, throughout his letter to the Philippians, is concerned about the unity of God's people. And nothing destroys unity quicker than complaining. Pride and selfishness drives us away from one another. 
And what's the reason we're to live like this? Well, it's so that together in unity we shine like stars for the world to see for the glory of God. When we live like this together, it's attractive. It's not just one person doing their own thing. I wonder um, when you look up the sky at night time and you see the first star come out. It's beautiful. And the longer you look, the more stars you see until on a clear night, the sky is lit up with stars. Or have you ever seen synchronised swimmers? Come, come with me. Um, one or two people dancing in a pool might capture your attention, um, but a whole pool of synchronised swimmers in unity really makes an impression. Like it's impressive, isn't it, seeing those swimmers at the Olympics? When everyone's doing it, gosh, it looks beautiful. We shine in the world when we together live lives that imitate Christ's humility in our relationships. It's through humility that we together as a church shine, not through powerful or impressive displays. In humility, we hold fast to the truth of the gospel, stay committed and press forward to the day of Christ. Lots of you, I know, um, are already living this out. And God's encouragement to you is to keep going, keep fixing your eyes on Jesus, both when it's easy and hard to live this way. And when you stumble, be humble and ask for forgiveness. It's because of Jesus and it's enabled and sustained by God for his good purposes. We also want to say that some of us right now are finding it really hard to live like this. We're to live this out together in our churches and as the church, but we're also to live this out in our homes, at Ridley, in faculty and staff meetings, in our families, in our small groups, in your relationships with those closest to you, maybe those in your household, you're to have the same humble, serving of others mindset of Christ. Are we willing to put the needs of others above our own or are we quick to be selfish? Humility might look like listening to someone else attentively and not looking for the moment to interject your own story to make yourself look good. Humility might look like seeking forgiveness when you've done the wrong thing. How might you have an attitude that's other person focused this week? The people in the room that are parents, are there ways that you can demonstrate this humility to your kids? The way you relate to one another is one of the ways we shine for Jesus in the world. So Jesus is the truly humble one. Those in Christ are to live lives of humility after his own heart so that together, we, in unity, we shine like stars for the world to see for the glory of God. Let's pray. Jesus, you are the truly humble one. Fix our eyes on you. You are the one we are united in. Shape and change our hearts and minds to live lives of obedience to you, God, and humility. God, there are some relationships that we find it really challenging to live this out. Transform our hearts that we'd be secure in our identity in you and be other person-focused for your glory.
Lord, we are sorry for the times when we have gone about things grumbling and arguing and have not been humble and united. Make us pure and blameless in all we do so that we would shine for you in the world that so desperately needs your light and your truth that brings life. In Jesus' name.